The Best in Class podcast is back with JoeBucksFan.com draft guru Sean Sullivan. Today it is the all-rookie team from 2022. Sean dives in. He also gets into what looks like the best draft of the 2022 class. Very interesting take there. And of course, Sean flies through at lightning speed, giving you all kinds of good information and passion. This is the Best in Class podcast presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class, coming to you live from Bill Corey Ford Studios in Tampa. My name is Sean Sullivan, and I am sitting with the best assistant in the business, Grace. Say hi. Hi, guys. So we are back, right? So I'm very excited. This is my time. Again, we we followed up the East-West Shrine game with the Senior Bowl wrap-up. We're going to do the all-rookie team for Best in Class. Then... As you know, this week, Lita Kemper is holding the water for Joe Bucks fan at the Combine. We will be breaking down players several segments next week. We're going to get ahead of this thing. Lots of Buccaneers to talk about. Lots of Buccaneers news, new offensive coordinators. Uh, who are our running backs going to be? How is, our, is, how is it going to train, change our draft status? All that's coming up in the most boring time of the year, right? For a lot of people, but not this guy. Grace, when's my favorite time of the year? Now. Now. Because, and, and you know what? I'm going to do something very special as we're breaking down this um, um, best-in-class all-rookie team. I'm going to talk about really, I'm going to do with like 30, 40 seconds about why rookies matter and why I take a special interest in the rookies because we're going to break down the Kansas City draft who just won the Super Bowl. So, obviously, Bill Curry Ford is the sponsor of this podcast along with Joe Bucks fan and LJ at uh, Big Storm. Shout out to him and his new place in Ybor City. That guy, like I said, every five minutes, that guy's opening another restaurant. It's amazing how fast Big Storm is spreading. So let's talk about you visiting Bill Curry Ford at, at our website. Look at our March Madness stuff. Come and see our new building. Our buildings are going up. Crazy. It's definitely building. Not like Midtown, but, you know, it's a little close to Midtown, right? So we got a lot of stuff going on. Buy a car right now or order a car and receive $500 from our concierge ordering service, Nikki. Get with Jeff Patterson, my GSM. He will go over uh, all the great specials that we have going on. We have the largest pre-owned certified non-Ford and Ford. I have both makes and models used car department, right? So if you're looking for a certified Ford, this is the right place. If you're looking for any other vehicle that's certified, guess what? This is the place. So you can come right on in, see our large certified pre-owned inventory. As far as new cars are concerned, trucks are arriving daily. We have Mavericks. We have Broncos. We have lifted Broncos. We have lowered Mavericks. We have Bronco Sports. We have new expeditions coming in. Stealth, Stealth, I think, Tremors. I mean, really, my guys would be the best guys to tell you, but we have a whole bunch of stuff coming in. So please come down to Bill Curry Ford, experience the Bill Curry Ford service for yourself, and, you're, and trust me, you will be a repeat customer, just like the Joe Bucks uh, uh, fans that I have uh, serviced. Again, please follow us, Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram. Email me at bestinclass at billcurryford.com with any questions. If you have stuff you want to talk about on the draft, I'm in. Email me. We'll talk about it live on the podcast. Uh, some interesting stuff. I have some interesting takes on what I think Jason Light's going to do. And then I have some really cool insider Bucks news for the summer that I will share. And again, um, shout out to Randy Rosarina, who was our spokesman and is doing an amazing job uh, in the community for Bill Curry Ford. Okay, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and why draft classes are so important. 
And I just listened to Joe Buck's fans' latest podcast, which was excellent, by the way. And they were talking about how the, the last two Jason Light drafts have been a struggle. And we've, we've had some players that, are, that haven't performed as well. We've drafted some, some players that we, on potential, you know, that are going to develop into some players. But we can go over that in the offseason. But what I want to do is I, I want to talk about the impact of a, of a draft class. And, and you remember I said the Jets had an interesting year, right? The Jets were my number one draft class. They had a terrific year. This is not the podcast we're going to break down the Jets pod draft. But what an impact that draft had on the Jets. Now, let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Round one, Trent McDuffie, cornerback Washington. Now, McDuffie, you know, played in 14 games. He had a terrific postseason, and, and the Chiefs actually traded up to get him. This was a guy that was actually linked to the Bucks, but we had the 27th pick, and we would have had to trade up to get Trent McDuffie. But he was a solid starter for Kansas City. Second pick in round one, pick number 30. Now, this came after the Buccaneers traded out of the 27th pick, and we ended up getting Logan Hall. This is a guy that I talked about at length that I really liked his motor, and that's George Koloftis, pass rusher out of Purdue. Koloftis had an amazing season for Kansas City. All right, He started all 20 Kansas City games, which is an NFL record, by the way, for an NFL defensive lineman, and he had seven sacks on the year. So, again, started 20 games in a row, had seven sacks, an impact player at number 30, which is almost a second-round pick. Amazing job, Kansas City. George Koloftis is going to be a massive star for you. Again, I love high-motor pass rushers. That's my thing. I love them. I wish I had five of them on the Bucks. We'd be a much different team. Round two, Sky Moore. Wide receiver, uh, Western Michigan. We talked about him during the Senior Bowl last year. A very interesting pick. He took a little bit time to develop. Now, he's out of Western Michigan. This is my argument with Leah Kemper all the time. I don't like taking receivers out of small schools because it takes them a long time to adjust to the NFL game. I want my receivers from the SEC. Sorry, guys. I'm a homer for the SEC. I'm never going to complain. And then there's an article that just came out on NFL Network that literally said the 26th highest performing wide receivers in the NFL right now, guess where they came from? Grace, do you know where they came from? The SEC, exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, Sky Moore, right? So he had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Congratulations to Sky Moore. Um, but, you know, that he, he contributed on special teams. But is he going to be a difference maker? We'll see next year. The second year is really the leap for that. But, again, difference maker in the Super Bowl, special teams, touchdown, congratulations to Sky Moore. Round two again, Brian Cook, a Cincinnati guy. Cincinnati what a back what a back defensive um, field they had. I, I always say defensive backfield. But they had Brian Cook. They had Sauce Garner. They had Kobe Bryant. I mean, what a secondary Cincinnati had. Anyway, all he did was appear in 19 games. So he played in 19 of the 20 games for Kansas City. So congratulations to Brian Cook. Let's get on to Leo Chanel, this linebacker out of Wisconsin, one of those throwback linebackers. Third-round pick, one over three overall, had eight starts, um, had a sack in the Super Bowl. So congratulations. That was their third-round draft pick. In the fourth round, they had Joshua Williams. He made four starts. Then you're going to get into some deeper stuff, right? That was a corner out of Fayetteville State. Started four games for the Super Bowl champions, right? You're going to get into pick number seven, Jalen Watson, cornerback, Washington State. Seventh-round pick, guys. Seventh round. He started six games. He played in 16 games. 
He had interceptions. He had fumble recoveries. He made defensive plays. And, he, of course, he had a pick six on Monday Night Football that everybody talks about. And then you get to the running back. Then you go into a round seven, and you get Isaiah uh, Pacheco out of Rutgers. He rushed for 830 yards, the most from a running back from the Chiefs since 2017. He had five touchdowns on the year, guys. Five touchdowns. In the Super Bowl, he only had 15 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown. What a difference maker in the seventh round. So let's recap. Their first-round draft pick, Trent McDuffie, played all year. Their second first-round draft pick set an NFL record for a defensive lineman, had seven sacks, played in 20 games, George Kaloftis. Another second, their second-round pick, Sky Moore, touchdown in the Super Bowl, played special teams, had some, hit, some moments. Round two again, pick 62, Brian Cook, safety out of Cincinnati. Right, started all, you know, started the majority of their games, played extremely well. Third round, Leonel Chanel, throwback linebacker out of Wisconsin. Great year. Joshua Williams, corner out of Fayetteville, had four starts and emergency starts. Played well. Round seven, Jalen Watson played in 14 games, cornerback out of Washington State. And Isaiah Pacheco, running back Rutgers in the seventh round, picked 251, rushed for 800 yards, rushed for 56 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. These guys were instrumental in the, the success of the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't talk to me about rookies only in the first round. Don't talk to me about draft classes. Draft classes make GMs. They make coaches look great. This is where the game is won and lost in the draft. I, I can take on the arguments, oh, it's the system. It's the X's and O's. Give me the draft, and I'll give you wins because that's how it works. So congratulations to Kansas City and their GM. Hell of a draft. Hosting a Super Bowl, and everybody's going, well, Patrick Mahomes is right. Well, sure enough, yes, Patrick Mahomes, yes. He doesn't do it without these draft classes, guys. He does not do it, right? This is Michael Jordan pre-Pippin. You guys have got to understand the draft is super important. There are no years where you can just give away a draft or give away what's going on you know, for the preparation of your team. Every year matters. This year matters for the Bucks. I have my ideas and what I'd like them to do, but I have to patiently wait to see what they're doing with the roster for these March 15th cuts before I start talking about the draft with, with the Bucks. But we're going to be breaking down the players. But let's talk about last year's draft. Let's do the all-rookie team for best-in-class, Grace. We're going to shoot through this because this is the best 30 minutes of your life. Right now, NFL football. My quarterback, okay. So I know that everybody loves uh, Brock Purdy. I get it. I understand it. 6-0 and as a starter. Throws for 1,000 yards, three TDs. I get it. Doesn't throw for any interception. I mean, I understand all of those things. I, I, I get it all. The problem with Brock Purdy for me is he did it late in the season, and he did it with a Super Bowl roster. That's my only problem with him is yes, was he the last pick in the draft? And does that say something about him as a person? It absolutely does. I really do like Brock Purdy. Unfortunately, he had an injury in the playoffs, and the injury appears to be very serious because he just postponed his, his surgery again. So he's probably going to miss preseason. I wish him the very best. But I, I'm going back to my boy, my Pitt boy. I've talked about Kenny Pickett when he was at Pitt. I talked about Kenny Pickett when he was drafted in the first round by Pittsburgh. And I'm going to tell you, did he start the season? No, he, he, he didn't start the first three games of the season. He started 13 games, or I'm sorry, four games, actually. He started 13 games as a rookie on a team, by the way, that everybody wrote off and said there's no way they're getting back to 500. There's just no way. They're just going to write the season off, 
It'll be, it'll be Tomlin's first losing season. We're going to put Kenny Pickett in there with his little small hands, and we're going to let him throw the ball around, and we're going to see what happens. With no offensive line, with, with the worst run defense in the NFL, and a hurt T.J. Watt, who's, by the way, a, a fierce pass rusher. What does he go out and do? Completes 63% of his passes. Throws for 2,500 yards. 6.5 yards a throw. He throws seven touchdowns, right? He got sacked 27 times, but then he still rushed for 237 yards on the ground and three more TDs. So he had 10 total TDs as a starting quarterback on a very, eh, should I say, I'm not going to say bad football team, but let's just say this talent-wise was one of the worst Tomlin teams to be fielded. And Kenny Pickett gave them life. He gave them a future. And Kenny Pickett is the best in class, number one QB. So there you go for you guys uh, holding you, um, in, you know, hold you in suspense. Kenny Pickett's my boy. Kenny Pickett is going to light it up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to have a terrific career. I wish Brock Purdy the best, but I can't give Brock Purdy the, 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 the baton for best in class. All right, let's talk running backs. So this was an amazing year for running backs. And this running back for me came out late. And again, injuries are involved in, in me picking this running back, okay? Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State, terrific year. Damian Pierce out of Florida, he had an amazing year, then got hurt. Brees Hall, who in my mind would have been Offensive Rookie of the Year, and would have led all rookie running backs in, in rushing yards, was hurt early for the Jets. So we are left with Tyler Adjir, the Atlanta Falcons, NFC South. I can't overlook the fact that he rushed for five yards a carry and 1,000 yards in 11 games with three touchdowns. It's a phenomenal job for a very average to below average offensive line, and he, had, he didn't have a strong quarterback play. He had Mariota. And then Ritter, who didn't throw a touchdown pass until he played against our Buccaneers, of course, and then he looks like Dan Marino. But that's the way it goes. But Tyler Ajir earned this year's starting running back for best in class. Congratulations to Tyler Ajir. Now, again, not to take anything away from him, but, but Brees Hall had this thing all wrapped up and got hurt, unfortunately, torn ACL. Pierce and Walker had, had terrific years, but I think that if, if Pierce had stayed healthy – Algier still at five yards a carry and over a, a thousand yards in 11 games. And you guys watched what he did against the Bucks in those games. He, ran, he runs hard. He's physical. Um, he's very, very talented. And you know what he came from? The fifth round. He's a fifth round running back at a BYU. Insane. Great job, Atlanta Falcons. Again, we're going to stay in the NFC South. We're going to stay... With the Atlanta Falcons. You want to know why? Because they drafted Drake London. Drake London, uh, you know, had an amazing preseason. Gets, gets, you know, gets hurt in that first game. And then you, you're like, okay, is he going to bounce back? Is he going to bounce back? And get this. His quarterback play was 53% completion percentage. He not, he's not playing with Drew Brees, guys. He's not playing with a top quarterback. He's, he's in the bottom echelon of quarterbacks. He finished with 72 catches for 866 yards. That's an amazing job by Drake London, who was a first-round draft pick. So we have three receiver slots, right? Drake London's my first. Garrett Wilson, who was one of my favorite players, and if you guys listened to the best-in-class wide receiver breakdown, I said he was the most complete 
route tree wide receiver coming out in the NFL. Not the most talented, but the best route tree. And what does he do? He catches 1,100 yards uh, for the Jets. So congratulations to Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, who was a first-round draft pick. So my first two receivers, Drake London and Garrett Wilson, both first-round draft picks. Then we're going to get into my third guy, Chris Alave. Okay, Alave, another first-round guy right out of the Saints. Everybody talked about him. I thought if he had any consistent, and I'm not talking about Andy Dalton. I don't, if, I, if you hear Ira and Lee talk about Andy Dalton, it's, it's worth the price of admission. Anyway, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, the uh, ass clown Hill throwing to him. I mean, you, I mean, Alave had an excellent year. If, you, if he had a consistent quarterback play, he would have been elite. So there's my three receivers. They're all top picks. London, Wilson, Alave, fantastic wide receiver draft. There's a lot of honorable missions, but we're not going to get into the second and third teams. We're going to stay with the first. Now, on to the tight end. This tight end was a fourth-round draft pick. He wasn't in the top guys, and I watched the combine, and I fell in love with them. I was like, okay, this guy catches the ball naturally. He's got amazing straight-in speed, straight-line speed. I mean, look at his route tree. I said, look at those hands. I was like, they, nobody, everybody's sleeping on this guy. I don't even understand it. And I'm talking about Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina. Isaiah Likely was, before he got hurt, was unbelievable in a four to five game stretch, including against the Buccaneers when the Ravens played the Bucs. This was obviously going to be one of his favorite targets besides Mark Andrews. And, you know, uh, that two tight end set really works for Isaiah Likely. In a limited amount of time, he caught 373 yards, 11 yards per catch, and three touchdowns in the red zone. Isaiah Likely, guys, remember the name. He's a star. Round four, Coastal Carolina. A lot of top tight ends went before him and had no production, right? This guy is the real deal. And I, I'm really proud that he actually pulled it out. Congratulations to Isaiah Likely. And all of my Ravens fans that listen to my podcast, I love the emails all year long about how I helped you with Isaiah Likely get into your, to your fantasy football leagues or dynasty leagues or whatever it is because nobody had this guy. You heard it here first at best in class. Uh, Braxton Jones, left tackle for the Chicago Bears, absolutely stolen, like with a mask and a gun. Fifth-round draft pick, right? He's going to be starting at left tackle probably for the foreseeable 10 years for the Chicago Bears. And we're coming up in a situation where we need a left tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I believe that Donovan Smith will be a salary cap casualty, and we're going to need to draft a left tackle. And in my mind, I'm always thinking first round, first round, first round. But apparently, you know, we're going to give you some examples here, but you can get a starting left tackle now in the second, third, and fourth, and now fifth round. It's just... It just doesn't happen very often, but my goodness, congratulations to Chicago Bears. They had a terrific draft. My left guard is Tyler Smith from the Cowboys. He obviously played several positions along the Dallas Cowboy line. He's out of Tulsa. I really thought that he was going to be a superstar, but solid starter for the Dallas Cowboys. And my center, going back to the Ravens, Tyler Lindenbaum. Obviously was the top uh, center coming out. Everybody, we all talked about him. Um, and he could do everything. He's a future pro bowler. He's probably going to be an all pro uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about Tyler Nindenbaum at length during, during the breakdown of the combine last year. He actually did his billing. And now I have a new Tyler Linderbaum 
and I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to give you a hint. He goes to the University of Minnesota, and he's coming out, and he's incredible. We'll see how it goes. Right guard, Zion Johnson from the Chargers. He started out pretty rough, but at the end of the day, he was the best guard. Um, he's the best rookie guard, for sure. In the final eight games of the season, you really saw him coming on strong. And I, and I, I want to say that's fantastic. Another first-round uh, guard that came out. Now, here's a guy. is a third-rounder. We talked about this guy a little bit. I don't like to talk about the Sea Chickens. Everybody knows that. Unfortunately, they had a terrific draft. You know, it couldn't have happened to worse people, but it did. Abraham Lucas, the right tackle, unbelievable third-round pick. He only allowed 28 pressures on the entire season. Um, he was a day-one starter. He started um, all 17 games for the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations to Abraham Luke, uh, Lucas, third-round draft pick. And then you go back and you, and you look and you look at Braxton Jones, a fifth-round draft pick. So, again, lots of depth. Guys are, standing, are, are starting right away from the NFL depending on how they played in college. Again, I'm a guy that likes two-year two year starters minimum. Three-year starters, I'm in love with you. Two-year starters is a must. Uh, Jordan Davis out of Georgia, first-round draft pick of the Eagles. We talked about this guy a lot. You know, he, was, he had injuries all year long. But, man, when he played, he was a monster for the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one run defense in the NFL, and the Eagles um, are, are going in next year with a healthy Jordan Davis. Congratulations, Eagles. You know, your people suck. Your entire city sucks. But Jordan Davis does not suck. Here's a guy that was linked to the Bucks, Devontae Wyatt, another Georgia guy. The Packers drafted him. He, he had some character uh, concerns. And he didn't even see the field for like eight games. But, you know, some of these rookies, they just don't put it together fast. But my goodness, how good did he play the last half of the season for the, for the Green Bay Packers? Devontae Wyatt was a wrecking crew. He went from a nobody to, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to be a future star. So congratulations to the Packers for, for taking a chance on Wyatt. I hope he stays clean in the offseason. And when I say clean, I mean out of trouble. Uh, I hope he's a great locker room guy, and I, and I hope he has a terrific career because I really do like these Georgia guys, even though I'm a Florida fan. Getting to my top edge rusher, obviously anybody who listens to my podcast knows that it's Aiden Hutchinson out of, out of um, Michigan, drafted number two overall by the Detroit Lions. The Jacksonville Jaguars are still drinking uh, whatever they were drinking, moonshine, uh, whiskey, whatever they were drinking, or Molly, or heroin, whatever they did that convinced them that Walker was a better choice than Aiden Hutchinson. Whatever drug that is, Grace, they should sell it on the open market, and they would be richer than Bezos. Because whatever that is, whatever scout, smoke, drink, snort, whatever they do, that they thought Trayvon Walker was a better player than Aiden Hutchinson, where he was to be drafted number one overall. And notice that, that no one even knows who this guy Walker is. Look at any national publications. Has he been anywhere? Has anybody, is there a sighting of this guy? They're going to have a book. What was the book, Grace, where you, you tried to find a little character in the book and you could never find him? It's like, where's, where's, Waldo? where's Waldo, right? Sean Sullivan's going to write a book. It's going to call, Where is Trayvon Walker, right? I don't know. Jacksonville, you screwed up my draft last year with that silly pick in the first round. It drives me insane. You should have drafted Aiden Hutchinson, who only crushed every single rookie record that he could have crushed. 
He had 53 pressures on the season. He had double-digit sacks. He had interceptions. He had tackles for loss. The guy is a stud. It's just like he, 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 you got a Boza. Congratulations, Detroit Lions. You're actually outsmarted the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I don't think was very hard. Kayvon Thibodeau, this is the guy that would have been the number one overall pick had he not failed every single interview that he went to talking about himself in the third person, you know, just being disruptive, not listening to coaches' uh, commands uh, during several of his walkthroughs, just doing his own thing, beating to his own drum. I mean, it's these edge guys that are super successful. A lot of them are head cases. Jason Light knows that, but, you know, obviously you, you have to really take these with a grain of salt. If anybody thinks that JPP was, was, a, was a sane person, you, you, you probably need to get checked out, right? But Kayvon Thibodeau, excellent season, showed up in the big games, uh, absolutely explosive. This guy's going to be a double-digit sacker probably for his entire career. He will be an all-pro for the Giants. He had 40 pressures. Congratulations to him. He really brought it on. He had a small injury, which kind of lumped him in the middle, but, but he's going to be healthy next year. Malcolm Rodrigo Rodriguez out of Oklahoma. Detroit Lions again. Unbelievable. Six-round guy. Played 611 snaps for the Lions, who should have made the playoffs, and if they had made the playoffs, they would have beat everyone. Nobody wanted to play the Lions at the end of the year. Uh, this guy, Malcolm Rodriguez, Rodrigo, is the real deal. I think he's going to take another huge jump his second year. Congratulations to Detroit Lions. My number one linebacker, though, went 27th overall, which is where the Bucks traded out of, right? Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. Everybody forgets about this guy. I say this guy is a machine. He is Levante David. All he does is tackle the man with the football. You know how many tackles he had, Grace? How many? 115. Do you know what the NFL record for a rookie is? How much? 136 by Patrick Willis. He almost broke Patrick Willis's rookie record for the most tackles. Congratulations to Devin Lloyd. That, that guy is a hell of a linebacker. Um, and then we're going to get on to my corners. Now, Sauce Garner, which if you listen to my podcast, I said, and, and the, the, one, the one thing I love about this, Grace, is on tape. You can go back and listen. They can't, they can't tell me I didn't say it. When I said that Sauce Garner was going to be the best defensive back in the NFL as a rookie, I said if he's not going to be uh, right away, but I said as the season goes on, this guy is going to be the very best the NFL has to offer. And guess what? He is the first defensive back all pro in NFL history. Boom. Right? Drop the mic, Grace. I knew this guy was sensational. I watched his tape. The guy's unbelievable. I, and and guess, guess what? He wasn't even the first defensive back picked because Lovey Smith has to get involved in the draft and screw everything up, right? He picked Stingley. Stingley, a guy that couldn't play in college, uh, couldn't stay healthy. Sauce Garner is a difference maker. He is going to be an all-pro for many years. Congratulations to the New York Jets. I also love his teammate, Kobe Bryant. Now we're going to talk about Seattle again because I have to because of Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen was a guy 
that was uh, linked to the Bucks in several publications for like a third, fourth, fifth round pick. We ended up drafting a, a corner with the fifth round draft pick. We traded back up, obviously. But Tariq Woolen went in the fifth round. He started every game for the Seattle Sea Chickens. He looks like the reincarnation of, of the most physical corner that you could talk about with, with, with speed. So, I mean, he just looks the part. His playmaking was unbelievable. He had pick sixes. He can tackle. Um, he's a little handsy, but, you know, he gets, he gets away with it. Um, but he had eight penalties. I mean, that's a little, that's a little tough. And, but I'm telling you right now, Tariq Woolen is a star player for the Seattle Sea Chickens. So that's all I'm going to talk about from them. Uh, I can't talk about them anymore, but congratulations to Tariq Woolen. Uh, a fifth-round corner that started every game, which, again, the Bucs are going to need some corners. It gives me hope. This is a deep corner draft, but that's for another podcast. Uh, Kyle Hamilton was uh, a guy that we talked about out of Notre Dame. We said athletically he was one of the top five players in the draft. He was a first-round draft pick of the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he played pretty well. I, I, thought, I thought he just had an okay season. And then when I started looking at some of his, his uh, coverage stops, I started looking at how many pass defense he had and how the Ravens were using him. He played a lot better than I thought. I just thought he was going to be an instant star, but he was steady Eddie, so maybe next year for Kyle Hamilton. But coming in as a slot cornerback, you know, he was definitely number one because he played slot and safety. We talked about this guy all year, Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. He was one of my favorite guys at the Senior Bowl. I talked about him at the draft. I said, this guy is the real deal. He finished with 28 defensive stops, 10th most of any safety in the entire league. He played 371 snaps for the Bears unbelievable production from Jaquan Bisker. So out of Penn State, congratulations to Chicago Bears again, who had a terrific draft. Jalen Petrie, we talked about him. He was a draft pick of the Houston Texans. He led all rookies with five picks from the safety position. He had 31 total stops, 36 uh, tackles. He led all players in the NFL by a massive margin at missing tackles. Okay. So here's a guy makes a lot of plays intercepts the ball a lot, but he takes a lot of chances. And that those chances equates to 36 missed tackles. So I think he gets this cleaned up in the offseason. He's going to be a perennial pro bowler for the Houston Texans. But the way the impact that he made on the team was sensational. Way higher than than some of it's uh, from the uh, the LSU kid that they drafted um, high, which I just it just slipped my mind. But because he's probably in a, in a bath somewhere hurt. Um, but anyway, Jalen Petrie played amazing. Congratulations. The Houston Texans put some pieces together. But here we are. Those are your best-in-class all-rookie team. I hope you enjoyed the best 30 minutes uh, in a football podcast. Please visit us at BillCurryFord.com. Follow us at BillCurryTampa, Instagram, Facebook. Hit me up at bestinclass at BillCurryFord.com with draft questions. This is my season, guys. I do the research. I promise it's out there. I will not lead you wrong. All you guys who say I use you guys use you every year, the best part of the year is coming up for me. The best podcasts are coming up. So just sit and wait. You guys coming up next week, we start the combine. I hope you guys had a great time. I hope you guys had a nice drive. Grace, say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everybody.